Colossians 4.11 And Jesus, who is called Justice, these are the only men of the circumcision among my fellow workers for the kingdom of God, and they have been a great comfort to me. Well, we're obviously starting in the second half of a sentence here. And so in verse 10, we had Aristarchus greets you and Mark and then and Jesus, who is called Justice. And so uh, there's a legitimate explanation for why uh, this Jesus would go by Justice. But I just think it's funny that uh, imagine being named Jesus and then Jesus Christ comes and you're kind of like, yeah, I'll go buy something else. <laughs> uh, I just, I'm struck by this whenever I read it, that he, it would probably be difficult to either be called G, uh, Jesus, you might buy, go buy something else, or Judas, uh, just like the book of Jude. He's like, you know what, I'm not going to go by Judas, I'm going to go by Jude. <laughs> and so um, the, the legitimate explanation is most likely that Jesus is of Hebrew origin, the name, uh, from Yeshua, one who saves. And so it, the, there's a uh, Jewish name here, and then a um, Justice would be a Latin name. And so uh, Eustace, where we get the idea of simul Eustace et peccator, or um, simultaneously or at the same time, a, a, a saint and a sinner. And so... Justice is probably uh, the name that he uses when he is in um, the dispersion, when he's been dispersed from Jerusalem. And so who is this justice? We have uh, references to justice in Acts 1, where the disciples are trying to choose between uh, between uh, Matthias and justice. And I'm not totally sure. I don't think that that's the same person here. But it could be the justice in Acts 18, verse 7, uh, where Paul and his companions left and went to the house of a man called Titius Justice, a worshiper of God. His house was next door to the synagogue. And I think uh, potentially could be what's happening here is that that's uh, that's the justice that we're talking about. Um, But even that, that that instance happens in Corinth, and so uh, we're not totally sure if that would be him, but maybe he was dispersed from Jerusalem to Corinth and now is uh, with Paul uh, in chains. And so um, we we could it could be that that is the justice we're talking about. But no matter who the justice is, we have in the next phrase here that these are the only men of the circumcision among my fellow workers for the kingdom of God. And what what that means is these are the only Jews that have now become Christians that I work with here in my imprisonment. Aristarchus, Mark, and Justice. And so um, no matter what or who Justice is or where he's come from, we know that he's Jewish and that Paul says that these three men have been a comfort to me. And that, that phrase appears in Philemon, verse 7, where he says, he's talking to Philemon, and he says, I've derived much joy and comfort from your love, my brother, because the hearts of the saints have been refreshed through you. And so uh, I think that the principle that we can draw from this verse is that we can be a comfort 
to fellow brothers and sisters. And the reason that he's probably that these three men are a comfort to Paul is because he's been greatly discouraged. Just read Romans nine. This the beginning of Romans nine. He's been greatly discouraged by the fact that many of his Jewish brothers and sisters have not seen the light of God revealed in the face of Christ. He's been greatly discouraged by that truth. And so it's actually an encouragement to him that these Jewish men are seeing Christ as the promised Messiah of the Old Testament scriptures. And so um, in any way that we can, we should be looking for ways to comfort one another in the faith or as it's as paul writes in philemon refresh one another in the faith so just want to pray for god to allow us to do that so god would you in our various relationships give us opportunities to comfort one another would our steadfastness through trial be a comfort to those who are entering into trials would our perseverance in the faith be and just a comfort to those who are struggling with doubts. Would our sacrificial love for our spouses and children be, in, be a comfort to those who are struggling in marriage or in parenting? Would our, uh, would our just, uh, love for those who are hurting be a comfort for those who feel like the church hasn't done that well? God, would we look for opportunities to comfort one another in the faith? Would you give us those opportunities and would you give us the grace to live into those opportunities? And it's in Christ's name I ask this. Amen. And that is Colossians chapter 4, verse 11.